This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Canadian singer Forrest Black has a new Christmas song that's absolutely blowing up this Christmas all over. It's a surprise to us, a surprise to him. He was a self-proclaimed Grinch, but not anymore. He loves Christmas. He shares how he got there. We reenact the scene from Elf. Brendan's never seen it. That surprised us a bit. Also, kind of got in the way of the performance, got to tell you. And Ryan O'Donnell has an ode to water chestnuts because he thinks they're wonderful. Nobody agrees, but we love his passion. Plus, a shift style reading of the night before Christmas. This is the Shift Podcast. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday objects below. When, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted, and he called them by name. Now, Dasher, now Dancer, Pretzer, Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas, too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. (laughs) He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, 
And away they all flew like the down of a thistle. By I heard him explain ere he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. This is the Shift Podcast. Sometimes when you're just getting yourself ready for Christmas, use it as a really good excuse to reconnect with a friend. <laughs> so why not do that? It's kind of what Christmas is all about. Forrest Black is here. Hey, buddy. What is up? <laughs> Merry what Christmas. Is, uh, what is up with you there, Mr. Hollywood, Canadian singer who's got a remarkable success all over the place, and uh, and things are things are going well in the Forest Black music world. It's been the craziest 365 days of my of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I having accolades and plaques and people who know your music, and it's kind of it's. I mean, it's the thing every artist dreams of. It's just like being yeah. able to actually be recognized for all the work. And so it's been yeah. an incredible year. That's all I can really. That's it. That's all it is. It's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, you are getting out to do some shows from time to time and uh, get to play some music. So that must feel refreshing. Yeah, it's weird. It's still a little bizarre. I mean, you know, like you, you, I feel like, like most people, you know, there's this, this yearning to get out in front of people and play these songs that have been life changing, but then it's still like, you want to make sure it's safe and it's, it's a bizarre time. So I've, I've had the, I've been fortunate in, have to get out a couple times now and play in front of people and man it's just like you realize just how much you miss it like i, I could play for four people and i feel like it's a stadium at this point so <laughs> at this point it's pretty awesome That's beautiful yeah i love it well your history i wanted to bring you on because um you've had a new awakening another one we've all have so many and i've been as a friend i've been able to observe yours from afar uh, again and again and again and it's a fun process to watch when you just get to like, there's no judgment. You just get to enjoy someone as they grow and change and grow and change. And you've given me that gift. I've been able to, to watch that with you. And I love that. Um, and Christmas for you is an exciting new time. Now here's the thing. We don't need to talk about Christmas from the past because that's not what we're here for, but we can tell you this. You have a whole new love for Christmas that you've never experienced before in your life. And I thought it'd be really cool to get you to share um, why you love this season. And I know that you're you're like me and your hippie heart of loving love, but you've been able to uh, enjoy this differently. And I thought for all of those people out there who may have not enjoyed this season, uh, if you share your uh, inspiration of why you do love it now, that maybe um, maybe they can realize that they can you know find theirs too. Yeah, I've, I mean, I. I'm, I've been the Grinch <laughs> Without, to be honest. Like, you know, when you think of like the best way to describe it, you know, like I was, I've never been like a Scrooge. I've never been like, I love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas. And I think much like the Grinch, the Grinch always loved Christmas. It wasn't about, mm. it was never Christmas being the problem. It was kind of what surrounded it for me. And so Christmas for me became this, this hardship because it was the time of year where I was very, I was made very aware of what I didn't have. I understood that I didn't have the family that I wanted. And I understood that I didn't have the, the community that, that other people had. So for me, it was this like heavy, you know, sad time of year because I, it wasn't for a lack of 
love for this the, the time of year but it was it was again it was the it was the realization of wow i i don't have that and so what happens in times like that is you shut down and you bundle up and you try and get through the holidays so most of my life has been about just trying to get through the holidays it started it started with this thing i did every year called christmas calls where i I opened up the gates to my fans and I would get their phone numbers and I would call them. So instead of like sitting here and being like sad emo boy Christmas, I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to make Christmas my own and I'm going to call people who maybe feel like me and, and I'll fill it with people. And then I started doing that and that's what started happening. And much like the Grinch, like my heart grew, you know, twice its size and then some every year. I was like, wow, there's so many people out there who, 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 who want to celebrate this. And to come full circle to like, now I have, I've wrote a Christmas song and it's my second biggest song at the moment. And it was in a Hallmark Christmas movie and <laughs> I've played a Hallmark Christmas concert with like train and Jordan Sparks and become friends with Caroline Ray and Lacey Chabert and all these Hallmark Christmas folk. And, and then, yeah. And then now being able to like, I, you know, making a Christmas music video with my girlfriend and being able to celebrate that time with her and, it's been pretty special. So again, I could talk in circles about it, but the truth is I think we all want to fit these ideas of what Christmas and community, you know, what they're like. And we want to fit them into these boxes of what we see as this perfect ideal, oh, you know, way to celebrate or be, but really it, it's going to, the chips are going to fall as they're going to fall. And it's for you to go, okay, this is, I'm going to love what I have. And I think that that's the big turn of events. Well, it's beautiful. First, let me acknowledge that. I love it. Um, there was a phrase that I was given in a moment of frustration a few weeks ago by Melanie, and she said to me, she said, I don't know, all I've learned in life is the more love I give, the more I get in return. Oh, yeah. And that's what you um, that's what you brought me to with that. So thank you for that. Now, for everybody out there who is in that place that that you used to be in, what do you say to those folks? Because not everybody is able to, uh, has found it yet. And... You know, for me, I would say, um, you're perfect as you are today. You are perfect as you are today. There's nothing to find. You are, you have it. Don't go looking for it. You have it today. The question is, is are you willing to share that with others? Um, because I, I promise everybody who's listening that when you share that, who you are, you will attract the people in your life, um, that need to be there. Um, where does that take you? I mean, as far as, you know, spreading that, that idea to other people and what to say to people who are in that position right now, I think like all things, like everything is subject to one change and two, to your perspective. And I think if you're willing to change your perspective, then your life might be subject to change. And so the truth is I, I loved self-loathing. I loved, I think what happened is you become this kind of self-victimizing person because you have this moment where things don't go the way you want them to go. And that's what you deem to be your reality. And so every year I looked essentially forward to this time of year where I was alone. Mm -hmm. And I think like you're saying, what you subscribe to or what you fill is what you get back. And so when I was filling my cup with this like self-loathing behavior of like, I'm going to be sad and Christmas is going to come around. And of course I'm going to be alone. I was, I was relinquishing all my ability to find what I wasn't that find all these places that I wasn't alone. 
And there's this, this sentence that I, I wrote into a song years ago, but it's like, if, if we're all alone together, are we really all alone? And the truth mm -hmm. is that you're not. There's a collective, a group of people that feel exactly the same way you do. And so to, to what I say to anybody, anything you want to change, change it. And if you don't know how, find a way. There's, I can't remember who said this, but it was brilliant. And it was somebody who said, you know, you'll always get people who say things like, I've tried everything. You don't know my life. It's the things that you don't have that really provide the antithesis. They provide the things that might be things that you can have. If you're poor and you know what it's like to have like no money at all, well, that might inspire you to go and make more money. If you have no community, then it might inspire you to find community. If you, if you've, if you've found no love, well, then you definitely have a view of what love is and you'll saturate in it when it comes in. And I think, again, back to the point of that is, Everything is subject to change if you're willing to change things. And, in, and if you are, you might be subject to a life that changed. Seeing you and like you wanting to work with artists and you wanted to work with me and say, hey, like Forrest, come and share part of your music and your soul. And I was like, well, I could never possibly do that. I have all these terrible Christmas stories and I'm such a Grinch and such a sad It's true. Boy. You did say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I will never. And then, but the problem was that like, it almost puts this space where I'm like, oh, I can never talk to you now because like, you know, it's like when you're overweight and you go to the gym and you, you don't really see the results in 24 hours. So you quit and you don't go back to that trainer and you're afraid to even walk in the gym so you're one of the casualties of the gym mm -hmm. setup where you have yeah you're carrying it with you yeah, yeah you, know, you have a membership for five years that you never use <laughs> you pay for <laughs> that's what i feel like this is like i feel like i finally just committed and was like all right i'm gonna shape up or ship out but one of the two are gonna happen good for you and so here we are again like and yeah i, I love it you know i'm loving it man <laughs> that's so good i love the smile on your face i wish this wasn't radio at the moment um the the um I remember because when you did the Christmas song, I think I messaged you and said, um, wait a second, Excuse did me? you just do a Christmas Who is song? This? <laughs> like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> it's crazy, man. And the fact that it's such a big song already. And like, oh, man, it's a trip. And like to be in a Hallmark Christmas movie. And like, yeah, that's I, wild. I find it so funny. And I guess to the whole point of the whole conversation is like, again, your life is subject to change if you're willing to be a participant in it. And if you had talked to me six years ago, I would never would have imagined that I would be partaking. Well, Forrest Black and um, and your music is amazing. Can you grace us with one gift that I'm going to ask you to give to Tiff um, and share? Pick three words. I'll do the same for Mel. Um, pick three words. I mean, you've, this girlfriend has been uh, you know an amazing best friend for you. I do know that. I don't want to dip into what's not what's private, what's not private, but I know that you share your relationship on socials um, and that she's around. So can you pick three words? Cause you're a wordsmith. Um, pick three words that will be gifts for us to understand your love for her. She's courageous. That's the first. It's so incredibly courageous. She's um, the second word would be a mirror. She is, any, anywhere she walks, anywhere she goes, she's a mirror for everybody. Like you, you really get to see who you are through her. She loves you for who you are. And like that, it's a perfect mirror. It's stunning. And I would say it's, it's often a word I associate with the music that I love to create. I would say that she's timeless. Hmm. She, she transcends everything I've ever come to understand about my being here. I feel like she's existed before me and after me. And I feel 
incredibly fortunate to be on the earth as the same, at, at the same time as her. Like I feel honored. She, she's a work of art. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, when I think of Melanie, I think of, uh, I, I'm undecided on one and I'm undecided on, um, grounded or river because I'm not quite sure which one it is. Um, Either one, one, one in the, the same, same, I suppose, uh, an ability to sort of flow through things and go where she's destined to go. But my experience of that is incredibly grounded to the earth and, um, it's a remarkable feeling. It's like when you wake up in the morning, if you're camping, you're at a cabin or something and you take your shoes off and you walk in the grass for the first time in a long time with, with just bare feet. That's the feeling that I get. Um, for me, it's, uh, it, it's cliche, but it's, it's frankly love. I, I believed I knew what love was until I had the experience of Melanie in my life. And, um, that for me has been completely eye-opening. And as a guy who loves words uh, like you do, I, I always used to say love is the core of so many of the pieces of my puzzle. In fact, of all the pieces of my puzzle. And yet it's turned out in my journey to, to experience that, that I've realized that I have no idea what it is. And that's really cool. I love that. I love that. And the other part is, um, you talk about community earlier here in the chat and you also talk about family and, and there is this, this place of, um, kind is one, but giving is feels more appropriate that once you're in the nest, you're in the nest. There's no leaving the nest and anybody is welcome in that nest. And that part to me is probably the most uh, of the powerful of the things is seeing when these other people, how they are so incredibly open and welcoming to the rest of the world. And I love that about her. Well, sounds like, like my, my missus and yours should be friends. <laughs> you know, the cool part, nobody will know. Uh, but back in the day when you were playing bands and stuff like that, like when we first met, our conversations were not like this. Um, but it just yeah. it, it is neat to be able to grow and then reconnect and, and be able to share these pieces with you. Um, now, uh, my gift for you, Forrest, you've always inspired me. Your tenaciousness and your tenacity is remarkable, uh, even through some of those, I don't want to do Christmas moments, because I asked you again and again. Um, I did. I was a bit <laughs> of an egg, but that's okay. Um, it worked out. The, um, the, your, your willingness to be courageous and fulfill your dream um, is is quite remarkable and i would offer this phrase that was given to me which is i see in you what i fail to see in myself which is um everything that you say about all those people i could say about you and i am grateful that you're here and taking time at a very busy time to be with me on this and i'm so grateful um that you keep giving your music out to the world uh, i really do appreciate it oh man i really appreciate you saying that i think it's a beautiful thing to to grow alongside people. I think otherwise it doesn't really feel much like growth. You don't see it. You know, I think like, like you're saying you, you find in other people what it is you're seeking in yourself. And I think much in the same words I described as Tiffany for, for Tiffany, rather, I think a lot of people in my life have, have acted as wonderful mm. mirrors. People have views of who you are based on their experience within, within a moment. And it's like, you know, some people you, you, you road rage and get angry with, and that's their view of you. 
And then in the very same turn, like you finally pull into the parking lot of like the children's hospital and then you're the greatest person on the planet. And it's in the exact same moment where both those things happen. And I think it's really beautiful to know that every single person that you meet along your path has a complete different view of who you, who you are as a human. And it's, it's started to shape into this beautiful idea and, and story in my mind of the people that you're lucky enough to grow with are people that get different chapters and seasons of who you are. And that, I guess, is, is the true testament of friendship. That's, to me, what it's becoming. is like, wow, like, I'm actually your friend now. And it takes years of getting that. And, it, and we get to see each other's seasons change and we get to really appreciate that in somebody. And that's a beautiful view into someone's world and life over the years. And so it's just been, I don't know, I, it's not anything hocus pocus, but I suppose over the past year, it's like watching all these things I've worked so hard for come to fruition. I think you have all these preconceived ideas of what it would be like. If I make it, it's going to be like this. And if I just get this far, then it's it's going to definitely feel like this. And one thing I, I've come to realize is that nothing's really changed. You know, and it's it's never really been about accolades and plaques and stuff. It, it really has always just been about doing it. And it's the first year where I can see it is clearer than ever, where I'm like, wow. Like, I, I think I really have an understanding of what this all looks like. Like if I if I cease to exist tomorrow, like I did it, like by all accounts, like I I made it. You know, like there's so much more to do and so so much farther to go and whatnot. But really, like I'm, it's like making it to the NHL. Like I'm there, I'm playing on the ice, and I can score all the goals and become the biggest goal scorer, or I can just score one. But for everyone who's sitting in that stadium, like I'm on the ice now. And so it's it's this really special moment to go, hey man. Goals will come and, and goes, goals will This is the most Canadian analogy <laughs> I'm making, it. by the way. Um, goals will come and go, but, but the truth is, like, I'm so grateful to be on that ice every night, regardless of what's happening. I'm just so honored and I'm so happy and I feel so privileged that there's people in the audience in the stands. And to some of them, I'm the greatest player on the ice, and to some of them, they don't care what my name is. And I think it's so fun. And it's so stunning. And I love every night being able to step on there and the lights come on and the cheers come. And I just like, I feel honored and, and so privileged to be able to do this. And yeah, man, like that's been this year. It's been the greatest gift of like, wow, like how special. And to have found someone I love and I get to do that with them. And I'm watching her come out of her shell and she's jumping on the ice. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, I'm like, don't score too many goals more than me. Just hang tight. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, uh, Forrest Black uh, here. Um, I can tell you this, though. Um, when you talk about friends of perspective, just to give you this when you go, is that um, as long as I've known you, you've already made it. So in my eyes, you made it long ago. So it's cool for me to see that you get to see that too now, which is pretty amazing. But such is perspective and changing your perspective and uh, such is the truth. It is what you choose it to be. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas to you as well, man. This is The Shift Podcast. Last year, we had some fun with a, uh, a little movie called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And, and we thought um, with our um, Night Before Christmas tradition here of reading that, which we will do, by the way, coming up, uh, we thought that we would 
dig into one of the greatest Christmas movies, if not the greatest Christmas movie of all time, and just kind of kind of get into it and read it. Right? Are you up with that? For, for that, would that be okay for you? Uh yeah, I, yeah, I think we can do that. Okay, now, so here's what I want to do, uh, Ryan. Uh, this is the Elf movie. I want you to be Deb. In the oh, uh, I'll be Deb. I can be Deb. Deb is the receptionist. Mm-hmm. Walter is Buddy's dad. Deb is Walter's receptionist. And I thought Brendan Kelly could be Buddy the Elf. Oh. I would like to be Walter. Okay. Yeah. And um, and I thought we could read this, um, getting ourselves into um. Into 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 Elf. Do we, I think we have the the theme music to get into this? Do we have that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we do. All right, so let's get started. The scene is where uh, Buddy meets his dad for the first time. Okay, D- Dad. Oh, um. All right, let's get this over with. I I, I walked all day and night to find you. It looks like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Yeah, I just got off my cell with him. So, go on. Go on with what? Okay, wait a second. I We need to cut, cut the music. Okay, look. Huh, this huh, is... What? We need to... Like, this... We need the passion here in the scene. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, like... You got to you got to embrace the buddy. Up. I I don't know a thing about buddy. What How do you, do you not know buddy? I've never I I don't watch things. I've never seen Have you this never before. seen Elf? I've You've never, never seen, seen Elf? I've never seen this movie before in my life. Oh. Who's Buddy? What's a buddy? <sighs> oh. <laughs> What's a oh. buddy? <laughs> you seriously you've never seen the movie Elf? No. No. Oh my god. Okay, well, that does beg the question. Um, let's fess up to all the shift heads. What's one famous Christmas movie you've never seen? Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Okay, well, clearly, if uh, Ryan, can you? Would you be able? I know you're just the understudy here, but I feel Wait. like you'd be prepared. I I would love to, but I just had a curiosity, Brendan. Could yeah? Can can I hear your rendition of Buddy's song? Could you? You don't have to sing it. I just I'm just curious. What creative direction you would take it in? It's the I'm here with my dad. Part. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, let me uh, see here. I get my script out here. I get my reading glasses on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here with my dad. I've never met him, and he wants me to sing a song. I'm a baritone, so I'm, I'm low. Like, very yeah, new yeah. order. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Joy what I was going for. Yeah, a little Ian Curtis Joy Division. Yeah. yeah. That's about okay. it. That's all you're okay. getting out of me. All right. Thank you for that. Okay, so that was terrible. And, uh, okay, so uh, as <laughs> since I've taken in the director's chair here, um, I'm going to um, – we need to reevaluate, redistribute the lines here. So, Brendan, you will be Deb. Okay. Okay. What? What? Uh, and you have to note in brackets the later on the brackets the tone in which you speak in that line. Whispering. See oh, that? Yeah. I okay. Can, I can do whispering. Okay. So, uh, Ryan, I know it's just so sudden and you weren't expecting it at all. <laughs> I was wondering if you could be Buddy and I will do Walter. And can we try this again? Yeah, I'll be Buddy. We can do that. All right. Okay. 
Oh, Christmas cheer, Christmas cheer, Teeth Christmas cheer. The tip of the lips. Teeth the tongue. The Dad? Oh, um, all right, let's get this over with. I walked all day and night to find you. It looks like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Yeah, I just got off of the cell with him. So, go on. Uh, go on with what? Are you going to sing a song or can I get back to work? A song? <laughs> Anything for you, Dad. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm here with my dad. I've never met him. And he wants me to sing him a song. I was adopted. And you didn't know I was born. But I'm here... And I love you, I love you, I love you, Dad. Wow, that's really weird. Usually guys just put my name into Jingle Bells or something. It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me and didn't tell you, but now here I am. It's me, buddy. Susan Wells? Did, did you just say Susan Wells? What kind of Christmas gram is this? What's a Christmas gram? Dap. We may want to call security. I already did. I like to whisper too. <laughs> and scene. scene. There it is. Yay! Christmas cheer. Oh, that's so good. <sighs> that's nice. I nailed it with Deb there. You did. <laughs> that was beautiful whispering. Well done with the acting skills. Thank you. This is the Shift Podcast. Earlier in the week, I mentioned that my mom makes the best spinach dip in the world. And one of the secrets to that spinach dip are water chestnuts, which I love water Ugh. chestnuts. Yes. And that's the thing. Immediately on the Facebook page, we got some hate. Shane and Brendan hate it. But I also got some love. And I just don't accept that this is a, a universally hated thing. In fact, I think this is the best thing. So I wanted to do some research. I am a journalist, and this is what journalism is for. I did some digging, and I found out that there is a classic Christmas song with subliminal messaging in it to prove that water chestnuts are incredibly important. It's, in fact, from the Christmas song, the Nat King Cole version, and uh, I apologize if what you're about to hear shocks you. Let's hear the first part. Water. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Did you hear that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just heard I, water I, chestnuts yeah. in a classic Christmas song. Yeah. Oh, but it gets better. I got oh, more. Here's even I did some more digging. Listen to this. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of mm. watery chestnuts. Nope, that sounded weird. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see him. Water chestnuts? Water, water chestnuts. Really know how to fly. Water chestnuts flying? Unbelievable. But this last piece of evidence, guys, this is it. This may change 
how we celebrate Christmas because it we've been missing the truth. And here is the truth about water chestnuts right here. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Mary. Water chestnuts. No longer Merry Christmas. Merry Water Chestnuts. From Ryan at The Shift. And only Ryan. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. 